Netflix, Berry bolstered its entry into the tvOS market with the purchase of Viewed. We talked to Xperry EVP Gear Skoden about why the deal makes sense and how it will help against giants Google, Amazon and Roku. Listen on to hear more. of Inside the Stream. This is Will Richmond from Video News, and that was Colin Dixon there at the beginning. Hey, Colin. Hi, Will. I'm excited about today's podcast. We have a guest with us. We have Gears Godin, who's EVP and Chief Products Officer at Xberry Corporation, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But before we do that, we're going to talk about our news items and a couple of really interesting things happened this week that I know caught each of our ears and eyes. Uh, what did you see that, that uh, interested you? Well, the one that popped for me was Google announcing that YouTube TV has over 5 million accounts now, both paid and trial. And that makes it easily the biggest virtual cable uh, pay TV provider in the country and uh, well ahead of Hulu, which is about a little over 4 million as of the last quarterly report from Disney. So YouTube TV, the last time that they had announced any uh, subscriber numbers was back in third quarter of 2020. They had 3 million at that point. They're now over 5 million. So they're up about two thirds in that, um, you know, one and a half, two year period, uh, which I think is actually quite impressive um, for YouTube TV, especially given the contraction in the market. And uh, I think you really, you wrote about it. I think you really nailed it. They have kept it simple. I, I think simple is what's the, is their big uh, superpower there, Will. They've, they've managed to keep the service very simple. And it's not just a simple interface. It's the fact that, you know, their DVR is simple where other people have gotchas in there like uh, Hulu Live won't let you skip the ads. And to me, that's like a fatal flaw. <laughs> that would really be a problem for me. And, and really, the where we are in the market now, Will, is we really only have two of the handful of companies that are providing VMVPD services that are growing, and that's YouTube TV and Fubo TV. Fubo TV is extreme, doing extremely well, um, although they're about a fifth of the size of, of the big dog YouTube TV in the market. So, uh, yeah, I think that it's no surprise that it's growing, still growing pretty well, Will. Fair enough. And what caught your attention this week, huh? There was a, a report in Bloomberg that says that Warner Brother Discovery is thinking about putting HBO Max back in the Amazon Prime Video Channels store. Apparently, there's preliminary discussions going on about reigniting that distribution agreement. Now, our listeners will remember a couple of years ago, there was a huge fight between Amazon and HBO. Amazon, uh, HBO wanted out of that distribution agreement. They wanted to go direct. And uh, eventually they won that right and they did go direct. And I, I got to tell you, Will, I, I really think this is a bad idea. Um, what HBO has proven is that they do not need Amazon's assistance to sell HBO Max. It has been growing very strongly over the last couple of years. It now has over um, HBO and HBO Max now has 70 million global subscribers. That's uh, the end of Q3 2021. 
and it really is growing very well on its own. The HBO name is known worldwide and uh, I just don't think they need Amazon's assistance to sell and, and the price is pretty high. Amazon is going to take a very large share of that subscription price which is as we know $15 for no ads and $10 with ads. And Discovery is going to be giving, giving, I think, Amazon money that it doesn't need to. It is growing without Amazon's assistance. And uh, so I think going back into this deal would be a very bad idea. Well, they've been growing strongly, Colin. But I guess the question is, do they anticipate continued strong growth? Or do they think that Amazon will, an Amazon deal would be able to let them sustain that growth? Well, I suppose that could be that could be part of it. Will the other part is that Discovery Plus has remained a close partner with Amazon and has been available in Amazon's channel store both here and in Europe, and seems to be pretty happy with the relationship. And of course, we've talked about this on the podcast before that they are looking to combine these two products into a single product, which I also think is a bad idea. Uh, but that would be kind of awkward if one is in and one is out of Amazon video channels if they look for you know the partnership assistance there with Amazon on a single product. So I guess you know if they're really going to put put these into a single product uh, and they want to maintain a close relationship with Amazon Prime Video, then you know they're going to kind of have to reignite a, an agreement for channels, or they will do by default. So maybe it's going to happen anyway, but. Uh, and I, I don't know. Um, I just feel like HBO has a really great brand, and I really don't think that uh, Amazon brings much assistance there. But anyway, I guess we'll we'll see what they do. Yeah, let's go on to our main interview now, Colin. Yeah, let's get on with the interview. I am delighted to welcome Gear Scoden, his EVP and Chief Products and Services Officer at Xperi Corporation. Gear, welcome. Nice to, nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we're really excited to talk to you. Um, I know that uh, Xperi's just pur purchased Viewed, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But I think maybe we, before we get that, we should take a couple of minutes to introduce Xperi because you're, you're the power behind TiVo, and people may not know Xperi, but I'm sure they know TiVo. So give us a quick intro on Xperi. Yeah, happy to, happy to. Yeah, so Xperia, first of all, Xperia is a bit of a play of words. It comes from um, experience or experiences. So our, our kind of mantra is uh, uh, making the ordinary extra extraordinary uh, by delivering extraordinary experiences. And so we're a technology company based publicly traded on the NASDAQ based in California, uh, but uh, operations all around the world. And we create extraordinary experience by delivering technology uh, for people in their homes, on devices on the go, um, reaching millions around the world every day. Our, our, we see uh, our role to elevate content and how audiences connect with it in a more intelligent, immersive, and personal way. And where you find the technology are in smart devices, uh, connected cars, um, and entertainment experience, uh, devices in the home. As we go to market under four major brands, DTS, which is a, a audio technology, um, HD radio, which you can find in, in the cars in the United States primarily, uh, IMAX Enhanced, which is a premium video experience, and as you mentioned, TiVo, which 
reach uh, overall 30, 40 million households around the world with various uh, video services. So we see the media landscape as a, as a very exciting space to be in. Uh, you're kind of at the intersection of, of entertainment and technology and media, especially as you think about the growth in consumption uh, in, in the home of what we're seeing around video. And that's, as you pointed out, uh, was one of the main thesis for us continuing to invest and expand in this area by acquiring new software last week. We believe that combination really positioned us uniquely as the leading, as a leading independent media platform that can uh, drive streaming to smart TVs, connected cars, continue to, to expand our business with video to home broadband operators as well. And it gives us a platform that really reaches now 50 million households shipping tens of millions of TVs every year with, with our platform on it and expands our team with, with additional few hundred engineers who brings our overall kind of video service infrastructure team to over 1,500 people around the world. So we, we believe big in, in the continued growth of streaming. And we think that uh, with our broad set of assets and technology stack, we have a role to play where we can contribute to both consumers and the ecosystem in unique ways. Gear, thanks for that uh, background, Xperi. Maybe you could, uh, you mentioned the View deal. Uh, could you talk a little bit about what View's technology is and um, maybe give us, you know, as much detail as you're able to on where consumers or how consumers would experience it? Yeah, so probably uh, a lot of people, if you have a smart TV, you you, you are very likely that uh, Viewed could be one of the enabling technologies on that on that platform. So they have a developed and, and being a leader in really having an independent technology stack that allows uh, people to browse, the you know, started with browsing the internet on your TV, but now it's extended to really be a media app middleware platform that allows TV OEMs to, um, to have more flexible choices as they look for, for, for chipsets or SOC Pro uh, partners uh, and for content owners to make it easier for them to port their uh, content applications and services onto those TVs. And um, so, so there's a multiple benefits uh, on this, this uh, middleware solution. And it, you know, it's, it's, it's a leading platform for TVs, but also extends into cars and certainly set up boxes and, and, and any uh, kind of video to home or really a video on the go device. So one of the things that, well, the, our audience actually may remember viewed as being Opera TV. That's it correct. Renamed, I, th I think it renamed itself in like two, 2019 or, or 18, somewhere, somewhere like that. I remember yeah. it was, I remember they announced it at IBC a few years ago. Um, and they really do have a pretty interesting set of software. And, and in fact, they've, they've traditionally worked pretty closely with TV manufacturers, right? Because they obviously provided browsers, HTML5 browsers. That's right. Um, and a, a suite of functionality. And I think I read somewhere that, that aren't they in 100 million devices already? So yeah. they're already very, very working very closely with the TV OEMs and the TV ecosystem, right? Yeah, uh, I think actually that number is probably... Four hundred fifty million or more at this point. So yeah, it's a significant number. Oh goodness! And I think the other the other element that I think is very relevant that we we saw as a as, as really important is uh, the ability to to their solution for delivering hybrid TV. So HPB TV, but really they have a stack that can give you global compliance for all 
hybrid TV standards around the world. And that, that I think is, from our point of view, critical because as we think about streaming, we really see that as uh, streaming and linear TV in, in one as one experience. I think a lot of the market is focused on the growth of streaming versus the linear programming. But with hybrid TV solutions, you really bring those two experiences together. I think ultimately that's where the consumer wants to go uh, as an end user. There's certain local elements of linear programming. There are events, you know, real-time events, news, sports, you know, the typical things um, that still has a big role to play in people's lives, even though they may also uh, subscribe to more video services uh, such as Netflix and others uh, as they seem to uh, get the headlines in terms of growth. We believe the future experience is fully integrated and Viewed has been a leader in delivering those hybrid TV solutions to TV manufacturers. And, and, and we want to integrate that bro- more broadly into our uh, full stack of solutions. I should just say HBB TV is a European standard, which is found in many televisions in Europe now, which actually allows uh, broadcasters to combine pretty easily uh, digitally internet delivered assets with their broadcast assets. Um, uh, over the air broadcast assets so that's a that's a pretty powerful standard that's very popular in Europe already and one of the things one of the things I love about this gear is it really it meets consumers where they are which is they've got a foot in both worlds right that's right that's right and I think we believe that um, you know one of TiVo's strengths is is discovery uh, and insight around viewing habits and being able to deliver a user interface in terms of the EPG guide or, or a, 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 a uh, integrated personalized discovery experience that, different, that is different than the sea of, app, sea of apps that can at times confuse consumers. Uh, you, know, you know what you want to watch, but you can't remember where it was. You know, we solve that problem, and we're doing it as an independent platform. We solve that problem in a ubiquitous, neutral way. So as more and more platforms may have their own content sources, uh, it's difficult at times. It can be frustrating to find to find what you're looking for because the search engine tends to bias the content that the platform owns. So we are committed to being um, independent and neutral in that sense. So when you think about then what Viewed has in terms of the hybrid TV uh, component together with our search and discovery engine, we truly believe that we can deliver a different, differentiated and better experience for the end user. And that also would ultimately benefit our operator and, and, and smart TV partners as well. So, Gear, talk, uh, if you would, you started a little bit more about the um, points of differentiation for the combined Xperi and Viewed. Um, the TV OS market is obviously a pretty competitive one. Uh, you're, sounds like you're positioning the company as an independent source, which seems like a good approach. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit about sort of how you see the competition in the TV OS space and, and maybe geographically as well, not just in Europe, but elsewhere in the world as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we look at that, you know, it's a, it's a global market environment, right? I think for, for us, probably where we believe we can make the biggest difference are the markets where we're active with our existing video service platform. So, you know, we, we service about 50 million households today with video services. Um, they reach homes primarily through set-top boxes, but there are also, um, you know, other, other, other integration methods. 
but those locations are U.S., Latin America, and Europe. So when you think in the context of this this merger or acquisition, it really is to strengthen our position in Europe, prim- primarily, but also extending that into to, to the U.S. Uh, because we believe the capabilities are, are relevant, really globally. But those are, are probably our U.S. and Europe are probably our primary market areas we focus on. Uh, and, um, you know, when you think about the, the OS platform market, um, you know, the larger TV OEMs, so, you know, Samsung, LG, uh, probably our best examples, they have enough scale and they've built their own, you know, fully integrated, their own platforms. And they benefit from that in a couple of different ways. It allows them to have a direct connected relationship with the end user after the TV is sold. And it allows them to participate in the post-sale economics that the media platforms generate as well. So, so those are really not in our target market, but they represent you know, maybe slightly less than half of the marketplace. But there's 100 million TVs that are built from a variety of TV OEMs um, that you could qualify as maybe tier twos or, or, or the ones that have a scale of maybe a few million units a year. They don't have the, a scale enough to have their own build their own platform. It's just not going to make sense. Um, and they then have choices over which platforms power their TVs. And I think here we see a great opportunity to differentiate. You know, the platforms that um, exist today tend to take control of the consumer after the TV is sold. So. Um, so the TV OEM lose the branding opportunities of, of having that connected relationship with the user. There's access to the data and the intelligence, and maybe just as importantly, the the opportunity to be to meaningfully participate in, in the post-sale economics, which which when you think of things like the growth projected for AVOD, fast channels, you know that's a meaningful that's a meaningful basket of economic opportunity that you you really don't don't have access to. So in a competitive environment where you where you competing on that basis while others have their own full full system, you have a, have a fairly significant disadvantage. So our independent platform is designed to change that dynamic. First of all, we allow the OEM to brand the experience. So in other words, uh, you know, when, when you, uh, you choose our platform, you'll get, you, you, you'll get a experience powered by TiVo, but, but the user is not buying a TiVo TV. It's buying a, a TiVo that's branded and the, and the engagement is branded around the TiVo OEM's brand. That's number one. Number two, we allow the TiVo OEM to, to maintain a relationship with the user in terms of having understanding of, of the preferences and, and, and having a, a data, data, data access to, to what, the, what the user is doing with the TV. And then thirdly, we have a, a business model where we would allow them to participate in the long-term economics as well. So this will level the playing field without the huge capital investment of setting up your own uh, own platform. And we believe that is a unique position. Um, and from the feedback we've gotten in the marketplace so far, there's a lot of interest uh, in this because I think there's a general concern that the big tech essentially will extract all the economic value out of out of the TV market in, in a similar way that, you know, Google and Apple has done in, in the mobile phone market. 
And, and we believe we see these dynamics definitely in smart TV. But uh, I would also say that when you think about media and cars, I think you have similar market dynamics. So we believe that you know having a full technology stack, having a video service infrastructure that can really provide best-in-class global video services, and being able to seamlessly combine the hybrid local TV offerings with you know all the best streaming apps that exist in the marketplace will give us uh, something that's unique uh, in terms of experience for the user, but also a completely different value proposition to a TV OEM than some of the other choices that are out there. I'm nodding enthusiastically at that idea. Uh, as you say, I know the, the TV manufacturers are, are loath to go down the same path as the mobile phone manufacturers did and lose control of all those, as you say, those post-sale economics. I think that's really important. One of the things that TiVo brings to the party, which I also think is really significant gear, is TiVo Plus. So yes. can you talk a little bit about TiVo Plus? Because this has become a very important part of the smart TV experience. And for smaller providers, smaller TV OEMs, it's really difficult for them to to begin to pull together a set of channels that they can offer built into the interface. But you bring that, right? Yeah. So TiVo Plus is an aggregated, uh, you know, fast and AVOD service. It really takes the best of, of some of the AVOD providers and present it in a personalized way to the end user. So, you know, we, we, we have unique capability in terms of our metadata assets and, and our discovery platform to understand the, the viewing habits of the end user and then present to them uh, free options, you know, that are ad supported, but you can watch free, uh, you know, content that's relevant to you. And today we have about 160 channels, um, and I, you know, that is somewhat growing, but I think less less important in my mind how it's growing. More important how it's relevant to the people watching. So even though the channel account continues to grow, what's presented to each individual user, each region, or or, or each household, uh, you know. We don't really expect to grow because of the fact that, um, you know, when you get choice can turn into chaos if there's too much of it. So we really try to to, to curate that TiVo Plus experience to the individual region and to the individual user so that when they – and we see great results from that. When you look at the streaming platforms that we have in market today, you know, the same content owners see 2, 3x engagements on our platform than they see on all the other comparable platforms. And that's just, that is basically the benefit of being presented in such a way that is relevant to the end user based on the the data we have about the viewing habits of those households. So is the intention here to have TiVo Plus be um, part of the offer that uh, you're going to be making to TV OEMs that they can either choose to include with their service or not include? Yes, that is correct. So TiVo Plus is part of, of what we offer on the platform. So that's a, you know, basically a completely fully integrated um, smart TV streaming streaming platform that, uh, you know, would would be, you know, comparable to, to, you know, at the face value, if you just look at the statistics and what is the content that's on it, you know, it, it's comparable to the other, um, to, the, to, to, to the other leading smart TV streaming platforms. I think the difference is how the content is presented and how that changes over time uh, as, as a user have options to to customize uh, the, the offerings to themselves. So for example, 
if you subscribe to four video services, you can set the search engine to only show you content from the services you subscribe to. So you so you don't have to deal with the noise that family members are looking for content. All of a sudden, they find something that they have to pay for. All of a sudden, if if that's your choice, uh, at the same time, you could you could also search for services and we'll, we'll, and and add that in as well to see if it's maybe maybe you do want to subscribe to other services. So so there's a lot of personalization elements that I think uh, adds value. And when you take that, combining it and presenting it in a way that's ubiquitous with some of the hybrid TV services as well, it's amazing, really, the offering you can get, uh, you know, out of the box of some of, of a best-in-class smart TV in terms of covering, really, anything you can imagine when you think about video service to home. Yeah, it, it sounds like it's a really great match, right? You're sort of tapping the decade or more, well, gosh, it's two decades of heritage from TiVo's existence in the market and really applying that to the TV OEM. So that sounds like a, a, a great value proposition to be offering. Um, in the last few minutes here, Gil, I'd, let's have you think forward a little bit. How do you see the market developing? There's a there's a lot of TV OSs out there kicking around. Uh, I noticed that some smart TV manufacturers have as many as six different TV OS TVs in the market. I was looking at Hisense and they had six, which is seems to me a lot. Uh, how do you see things shaking out in the future? Oh, I think it's going to be super competitive and, and exciting. And, and I think, uh, you know, I do think the marketplace is going to want choice. But the choices need to be somewhat differentiated. And I think as I laid out, as an independent media platform, I think we have a new unique value to bring. But I would expect the, the mid-sized, larger TV OMs to maybe on an annual basis have two or three different OSs that they ship continuously. I think that gives them multiple benefits. Uh, because certain market segments may have different needs. There may be a discounting segment that that, that you, you want to service with, with some platforms. There may be some high-end platforms, so it looks like they're different. Um, so, but we think we'll have a role based on, on how we laid out our value proposition. But in order to be, uh, be, be effective and be able to compete, scale is going to be important. So, so we, we believe we, we're well prepared for that, given our sizable uh, video service infrastructure that's, that's quite unique. You know, we have a you know, 1,500 engineers, 50 million households, th- those are live services that are on today, right? This, this, and and the TV represents just another endpoint for that service. So we believe we have a lot of the elements. And now with the Muta acquisition also having a unique tech stack that includes some other unique elements such as hybrid TV and the ability to, to really seamlessly integrate the over-the-top streaming with that local linear content. So we believe better experience, different value proposition to the OEM and this video service scale we have puts us in a good position to to participate going forward, even though we know it's going to be hyper competitive with a lot of big tech interest in this space as well. That sounds great, Gear. We, um, I think we are about out of time, but this was really informative. And congratulations again on Xperry's acquisition of Viewed. It sounds like you guys have really thought things out and understand how you're going to take this combination to market. No, thank you for that. I appreciate, appreciate the time and uh, hopefully we'll connect uh, sometime soon in the future. Thank you so much, Gear. Sounds great. Take care. Thanks, Gear. Bye-bye. Well, Colin, I thought that was a great interview with Gear. He was very articulate about their uh, value proposition of the combined companies. What, what was your take? 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I really think that there's an opportunity for them, Will. If you look at what, what some of the key differentiators, he said, one of them is this post-sale economics, uh, allowing the TV manufacturers to participate. You know, basically, if they go with somebody else, that's not going to happen. But this really gives them a little bit of upside there and a little bit of continuing revenue. So I think that's a significant differentiator, the fact that they're bringing 160 channels uh, and that will be part of this post post-sale economics I think is another significant differentiator and the fact that my goodness there's there's like 20 years of of development experience in the TiVo interface well I think that's a significant differentiator so uh, yeah I really liked a lot of a lot of what he had to say and I think it was a good summary of where we're at with the market yeah the independent positioning also I think is is very good for them um, in the land of Giants where, uh, you know, tier two, tier three manufacturers could be threatened by getting into those relationships. It seems like working with an independent will be beneficial. So um, we will be interested to see how this all plays out. We will, but I think we're just about out of time. I think we are. So thanks, everybody, for joining in our interview uh, this week. And we'll see you all again next week on Inside the Street. Inside the Stream is a production of InScreen Media and Video News, all rights reserved.